0: Welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. It's me, Chris Denson, coming at you once again, in case you guys are tuning in for the first time ever. This show covers all things ideas, innovation, creativity, uh, smart people doing smart things. Um, And I want to welcome to the show Matt Barnes. Say hello, man. How you doing, Chris? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, good. I'm good. Thank you for asking.
1: <laughs> Taking up such a genuine interest in uh, my well-being. <laughs> how are you doing today? Is, is, is this early for you? Is, no, it's not early. I've just been traveling, so I'm just a little behind and, and got a full schedule. So just kind of getting my motor started for the for the day.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so for those who may have been under a rock, especially uh, congratulations last year, by the way. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, how would you explain what a what a Matt Barnes is? Mm,
1: just a very um, Real, passionate, um, fun-loving, someone who doesn't take shit. Person. (laughs) That's
0: well. That's uh, why go there. That's an interesting. Um, Because I think
1: I think there's such a misconception of who I am because I think people get a chance to see me or used to be able to see me two hours a night playing basketball and uh, you know I'm an ultimate competitor, um, someone that'll do anything for my teammates and anything to win. So I think. People feel like the person they see on the court is the person off the court, and uh, it's just not the truth. You know, I'm a, definitely a laid-back, mild-mannered mild person, but I just don't take well to disrespect. So I've you know, been in a few real altercations in my life and uh, learned and grew from them. Grew from them, excuse me.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's uh that's great. I mean, speaking of growth, right? You've, you've retired from the NBA, mm-hmm. and um, there's a whole bunch of things you you have your hands in right now. Right? Um, kind of explain to us a little bit of the entrepreneurial
1: portfolio version yeah. of, of Matt Barnes. I've been uh have been blessed, man, to uh, you know be able to play 15 years professionally, um and play for several teams, but several. Several big name teams, so I was able to meet a lot of people along the way, and I really feel that the NBA was a huge stepping stone for my post career, um, which was one of the reasons why it made it so easy to retire after last season. After we won, was because you know several businesses and projects that I had started you know years previous had really started to take off. So um, you know a few of them is producing movie movies and TV shows. Uh, you know my big movie project that we're working on right now, and that, that we should start filming this summer is the Huey Newton project uh black the head of the Black Panthers. We uh secured about twenty million for that and we'll be shooting that in Oakland um this summer. So that's something I'm very excited about. Um also became a venture capitalist uh in January. So I'm a, I'm a VC on a um artificial intelligence fund, which uh which is really cool. I'm learning daily cool stuff, innovating stuff. Um Angel invested in about seven companies in Silicon Valley. Um, have a blanket company. Active, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm really all over the place. There's only, man. there's
0: only two other people in the room with you. So yeah, I don't know how, yes. how you're getting
1: all this stuff done. So, uh, you <laughs> know, a blanket company, active dreamers, uh, you know, we're, we're really making headway. We have the license to the NBA and we're securing several others. Um, a fresh press juice company. Um, ever since I did the 420 stuff of Bleacher Report, um, several marijuana companies have been contacting me about kind of being the voice in the face for their company. So I'm kind of digging through that situation now. Um, I have an amazing foundation that uh, weekend that I do every summer. So we're working on that. So, man, uh, like I said, I'm trying to get my day started, my engine started, because I know it's it's going to be a long Friday. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I get to start with you. Where, do, where does where – does... <laughs> your energy come from there's a long list and like you said
0: I, this day I'll, this is just one day right, right? this is getting started so i
1: just think the passion i have for for business now is the same passion i have for sports right um you know i was it was a seamless transition for me and i really literally i tell people i woke up one morning with the same fire and passion i had for a big game that i had for yeah, an important meeting um do they believe you yeah, they do. Because like I said, it, it's not, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about doing stuff and what they're doing, but I'm actually really doing it. And you can see, you know, I I, I do a lot of Instagram videos to show my meetings and post my stuff and just kind of letting people know that, you know, that, that we, we can do more than just dribble. Um, you know, inspire the youth, inspire anyone who you can inspire. You know, I, I get a lot of people DMing me just telling me my daily routine inspires them. So, um I love it, and then on top of that, I forgot. You know, the the, uh, the activism stuff I'm doing in Sacramento, um, you know, help with the step on Clark stuff, and um, um, starting scholarship fund for his kids um, that we want to take nationwide, and just doing a lot of political stuff up there, man. With the mayor, met with the police chief, met with the head of the NAACP, met with some people that are writing the bills up there. So um, um, i I want to steer towards, you know, start heading towards politics in probably the next ten years. So just kind of laying that foundation now. Matt Barnes, president. No, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> nah, probably, probably just Mayor of Sacramento be good enough for me. That's, that's, that's not bad at all.
0: Um, so, when, so you said you started a lot of this stuff a few years back. Yeah. Where did the appetite for it come from? Because it, it, that's... Yes, I mean, you've heard people do car dealerships or clothing mm-hmm. line, like mm-hmm. dip their toe in the water, right? You right. jumped in. yeah.
1: So where did that, what was that tipping point, that first I step? I think having an understanding that, you know, I was blessed to be able to play 15 years. You know, the average career is three years. So I, I knew, you know, starting, I, I probably started, the light started turning on for life after basketball What about 30, 31, just realizing that, hey, you know, I, I've already beat the odds, like, right now I'm kind of playing on borrowed time. You know what I mean? So I just realized that that next step is going to be very important. And when I started getting involved in that next step to see what it would look like, I was excited. You know, mm-hmm. so I was managing basketball and then managing movie deals. And I'm just like, man, I could really, I wish I had more time to just manage these movie deals. You know what I mean? So I started falling in love with the business side of it while I was playing. So like I said, when I was done playing, it was a, it was a seamless transition. That's, that's amazing. Um, <clears throat> was
0: there, I don't know, like, what was the biggest lesson in that transition? Because, you, you know, you go from athlete to business person.
1: Um, uh, just, and I'm
0: sure there's some surprises that come uh, just, up a Just the way. being
1: careful where you put your money. You right. know what I mean? I lost, you know, I lost some money in, in, in the cannabis uh, industry early on, I lost uh some money in in the movie stuff early on, but I think those are all things that I needed to have happen to kind of realize like you know this is not right. everyone makes it seem like oh it it's 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 easy and it 's a lot of hard work you know being retired, I realized how much time you need to put towards business you right. know because basketball used to take up ninety percent of my time, and now business and outside of my kids is is a hundred percent of my time you know there it, 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 you don't punch the clock to stop you know it's it's 24 7 365 um with kids what, you know what do
0: you want to instill in them you know what's that what's if you could pass down one of your traits you
1: know, um know you know just to be a, a aware of your surroundings i think we, we we've digressed i feel recently with the president and racism being so prevalent, um, you know, me being Italian and black and my ex being Mexican and black, you know, we have beautiful mixed kids and just to keep them aware, always being aware of their surroundings. You want to see those family photos. Yeah, so, so just uh, just uh, just understanding, uh, you know, I teach them that, you know, people may not like them based off the color of their skin. Um, you know, we're really, I really talk to them a lot about police because, you know, at nine years old, they're, very, they're sponges, so they see like, you know, they saw the Stephon Clark thing and they watched the news prom- uh, conference with me and the, the first thing they asked me were, you know, daddy, are cops bad? You know what I mean? So as frustrated at the, at the police I, as I was at the time, I had to catch myself realizing that, you know, I'm talking to two sponges and I, and I just told them, you know, not all cops are bad, but, you know, not all cops are good. Yeah. So you just, I, I'm really real and raw with them. Um, knowing this is the day of, you know, picking up your phone and watching anything, I'm not always going to be with them. So I'd rather teach them everything, whether it's, you know, something that may be a little out of their age range. I would rather teach them early than have someone on a phone that I don't know teaching them.
0: 100%. No, I, like, I have a 12-year-old and a 5-year-old, and right. it's the same thing. It's right. like, um, listen to those lyrics right. a, a little bit more carefully. Right. Like, let's pay you know, look down. over there. Like, yeah.
1: I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know, I don't keep them. I, I'm, like I said, I'm very, I've, I've already had a, you know, a cannabis discussion with my kids and kind of explaining The ins and outs of that, Um, you know, I've explained my divorce to them, you know what I mean? Because their mom and I aren't together no more. I explained the altercation I had with, you know, their mom's new fiance. Like I said, so I'm very transparent with them. You know, like I said, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I want to give it everything real. So, you know, they don't have a, a false conception or a misconception of what this world's like. Um, they're, they're not. They're going to be blessed to be able to grow up with money and living behind gates and going to private school. But I still want them to have an understanding of what the real world is like.
0: Yeah, there's a, a quote I love, which is like sometimes we try so hard to give our kids what we didn't have that we forget to give them what we did have. Oh, you know, yeah, like you got to have that balance. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, do you find that? You know the lessons that you try to give them are
1: reminders for you. Yes, because like I said, I mean, I'm um, they watch me, right? You know what I mean. So I can I can't tell them, hey, don't do this, and then I go out and do that. You know what I mean. So that, especially me being a professional athlete my, I know my kids watch, you know, watch every step I make because, you know, they aspire to do what I did. So you definitely have to, you know, say things. And like you said, saying things at the same time is telling them, but reminding myself that, you know, you got to stay on the straight path.
0: Um, when you, let's go back to sort of the, the humble beginnings on the business side of things. Did you have a mentor, a business manager? Was there somebody working with
1: you, um, um to
0: kind of help you not lose money on those first films? Um, <laughs> not
1: really. I mean, I just grew up with kind of a hustle mentality. Um, you know, my dad was a drug dealer, and although he was selling drugs, he was, you know, an entrepreneur at the same time, you know. So he was a, a butcher by day, drug dealer by night. So I just grew up just seeing a lot of real stuff early on, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I never, when it came to business, I really didn't have the business model, so to speak. I wasn't taught business in a, in a, in a, in a sense form at an early age. I, like I said, I saw drug dealers, you know what I mean? So I just knew that I had to have a hustle in me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, blessed to be able to, you know, make the NBA and, and play 15 years. But I've always had that hustler in me. So I knew that, you know, whatever situation I was put in, I'd be able to thrive in. And, um, you know, having mentors, you know, I was, I was able to speak to Magic Johnson a lot. Um, Russell Simmons is someone I speak to. Um, Jimmy Iveen, Dr. Dre. Um, All mentors. Haven't heard of any of those people. Um, Anybody else? Uh, David. No. (laughs) No, I got a few. Like I I said, I I try to be one of those people, you know, because I think sometimes when you finish your, when you're on a stage like us, you know, whether you finish your professional career or your actor, rapper, we kind of feel like we can, we're entitled to just jump in another lane and, and have that kind of dominance. And I'm not naive to the fact that you know I'm jumping into a new lane and I'm really starting at the bottom. So I try to surround myself with the best people and learn from their mistakes so I don't yeah. have to make as many. Uh, was your dad a good drug dealer? He was. He did well. Uh, we had to move around a few times. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had to move and, and stay on the move, but uh, for the most part, he, uh, he he did a good job. And I don't ask that in vain. I, I no, mean, it was, <laughs> uh, you know, I so you just, well, I just saw a lot at an earlier. You know, I saw drugs at four or five years old right in front of me, being used, being smoked, being shot. You know, I saw a lot of stuff early on, so it just, it really opened my eyes, and I wouldn't want my kids to see it, but like I said, it gave me a, a tremendous understanding of like, this is a hard knock life for real. Yeah, no. And, and and
0: on top of that, right, when you talk about the hustle, you know, I mean, I have family members who went down the same path and, you know, the the business acumen that they actually have, you know, and something we, like you hear whispers of in the news. Sometimes, and actually, if you did that in class, you'd be great. You know, what were some of those, aside from just the hustle, like what were some of those hardened, like, P kind of you know K- KPIs that you learned that um, you saw early on.
1: Just, I mean, I saw everything. You know, I saw I saw I saw violence. I saw I saw drug abuse. I was abused. Uh, you know, physically abused. You know, by my father. My father was you know a, a violent man and abused myself. Abused my mom. You know, we'd go pick him up every weekend out of jail. It was like I said. It was just. I saw a lot early, and I'm thankful that I was one of the ones that, you know, just all I ever wanted to do was play outside, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I just knew uh, I would see it in the night, in the morning I would see it, but I just never – I knew that that was something that I – wasn't going to do and I think and luckily my brother and sister and all we took the same path you know for my brother to play eight years professionally and my sister to you know to be a dental hygienist but I I stole her from being a dentist and she's my full-time assistant now so you know despite where we came from we were able to realize like okay we we saw early on what drugs do to you so let's let's see what else is out there
0: um that's a, yeah. That's, that's I'm gonna switch gears for a, a second uh, and f- kind of fast forward to artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, what so? What is the company that you're involved in, and, mm-hmm. and what lane of artificial intelligence are they, um, are they playing?
1: It? Uh, it's it's called Immersive Capital, um, and they're it's it's uh, technology, obviously the medical side, and oh, what was the third one. Like I said, I'm still learning on the fly. No, I, I just kinda nice. have an idea of what it is, and it, it's really just from the outside looking in and coming in, it's really a lot of when, when you see like we used to watch the Terminators when the robots <laughs> kinda we're really not too far Saracana. off that. You know, it's it's crazy how how techno tech techno, technologically what is the word? just, just good Close enough. Close enough, right? Technically, it, technologically technologically. techno, uh, yeah. Advanced, we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to 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 have that. There's robots now that can that can learn on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, there's a robot that can sit here and listen to our whole conversation, and by the end of the conversation, add something to it. Yeah, which is crazy. You know what I mean? So it's just there's a lot of cool, innovative um, stuff. Where you know, the future is robots doing a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the day to day stuff that humans do. So it's you know it, it, it's it's really cool man to to see it i don't know how much i'm the biggest fan of it so to speak cuz like i said getting in the wrong hands can be scary and yeah. dangerous but um it, it's really cool to continue to learn and um see what the future holds.
0: There's there's a downside to all this stuff, you know, I mean, anything that can be used for good can Can be be flipped, you know, 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 money, is cryptocurrency, even people talk about like the the blockchain is supposed to be
1: the savior. It's just, like I said, we know so much now, you know what I mean? Like growing up, we just didn't have a chance that we didn't have computers at the palm of our hands, you know, so the world is just so far ahead of where it should be and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a bad thing, you know what I mean? Because we just continue to open up new doors and, and new apps avenues for anything. And sometimes going too fast is scary. Um, I'm referring to this long list you rattled
0: off at the, <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, how do you filter? Right. Because I'm sure every time you walk into a room is, hey, Matt Barnes, let's do this together. Right. Like, And there's probably for every project
1: you can list. There's probably a oh, dozen man. that are like a ton in line, you know, a ton. and And you always have people that, you know, that have ideas. So you really have to Sit down and really, I really listen to a lot of ideas. You know what I mean, and 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 you got to think the person telling you, the person telling you really feels like this is a, a game changer and something that can change their life. So you have to be sensitive to the fact that you know this is what they have poured their heart into, but. You know, like you said, it, you know, nine out of 10 ideas aren't going to work. right. You know, so it's just, it's weeding through it. it it's being mentored by the right people. It, it, it's getting ideas. I haven't shown them to my mentors and, you know, they can help me either fund it or navigate it or say like, hey, you may love this, but this is why it's going to fail because, I, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it's cool, you know, because there's a lot of very creative people out there and there's a lot of great ideas. And I think where, where people lose the momentum is, you know, the, the, being able to finish the idea you know there's a lot of just okay we have a cool idea but you know the execution of the idea and and finishing the idea is a weakness of most people um so you know what I like to do and what our company does is we're not just AI based you know I mean we if we like stuff we know people that can help fund it so we hear we don't we hear all kinds of different ideas Mm. and and that's what I really like like I, I like hearing about you know a business, a vision, and if I like the vision, I like to be able to jump on board and be able to help create the ending for them and, and that's the hardest part for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, it's funny it's like that idea of listening because, you know, we live in a coastal city. You're like mm-hmm. So if you go to New York, LA like the, mm-hmm. the metropolises, mm-hmm. if you will um, we all kind of speak the same language, right? I spoke at a conference recently and I was like, how many people have done VR? Mm-hmm. And three people raised yeah. their hand. This is in Austin mm-hmm. and they, it was uh, the Americans for the Arts. So like this big art, like a bunch of arts institutions from all mm-hmm. over the country three people had done a VR experience mm-hmm. and here we are like content and there's I a I joke like there's more companies making a you know vr than there are people like viewing oh, it there's
1: no question so and they know. said there's 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 supposed to be vr art galleries where there's nothing on the walls but you you know the virtual reality will show you everything yeah. which is insane
0: yeah there's also i mean we <clears throat> happened to go down to our uh, basel last year mm-hmm. for the, I mean, yeah we took some you know some artificial <laughs> intelligence stuff down there but again it's like the, like, just the assessment of a value proposition that somebody brings to you mm-hmm. is like, all right, let, let me think about the rest of the country right. or the rest of the world, right. you know, uh, depending on, like, the global impact a, a business can have. I,
1: I think that, you know, I was just—not to name drop, but I, I had lunch with David Crane yesterday, the CEO of Google Ventures, the guy that funded um, Uber, and he was telling me that, you know, these— Middle America and, you know, the the Midwest and and areas, like you said, not the big coast and the big cities are really starting to pick up on technology. So they're they're going to these, you know, these smaller cities in Mm -hmm. in these states and, and really finding some real intelligence. You know, like I said, I think. California is kind of leading the way, and you know you, you, the bigger cities are leading the way. But these smaller cities have a lot of, you know, obviously intelligent people, and they just haven't had a voice. You know what I mean? So he says he finds a lot of talent in these smaller cities. Yeah. Somebody once said uh, the best way
0: to lead a parade is to find one and get in front of it. Right. And it's like you go, you go to a city like right. that, right? And right. it's like you, there's a bubbling
1: ecosystem. And yeah. You can just make a kill. Like even mm-hmm. if you just create a hub, right? You know, you can be, you know, you can be a big fish in a small pond and, and be very successful at it. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm going to. A quote from you, mm-hmm. ready? <laughs> if I can read my handwriting, uh, you're not testing for alcohol. You're not testing for—I mean, these pills that are destroying our insides and uh, our, our trainers are giving us. You're testing for weed because you know we like to do it. Right. Do you remember saying that? Or yeah, what, yeah. were you smoking? it? Yeah, no. I, remember. <laughs> I think I said that. No, I remember. No, um, so I, I, you're a cannabis advocate, right? And that no, like, it, and I love that quote because it. it kind of gives it a little bit more meat than this recreational right. like the perception of right. what cannabis is so kind of just tell us about your position on it, especially as it
1: pertains in this case to sports the, yeah the sports and mba um i started smoking at 14 and it wasn't you know it wasn't someone wasn't someone publicized it wasn't something that i you know made a big deal about but I just knew how it made me feel like yeah. I said I kind of give you a glimpse of you know my childhood and how wild it was and the day-to-day stuff and I just knew that you know when I smoked marijuana it just put me in a calmer state it put me in a it really honestly made it focus I was, my, my, my focus was a lot clearer and I was at peace you know what I mean and and I found that you know going into high school is, is kids are trying everything I mean kids are trying coke in my high school at an early age and you know what I mean I'm I saw it at, at a very early age, so I'm just like, no, nah, I know what that's going to do to you. Opposite of you know, right, you know. What I mean, I, <laughs> kids are, you know, yeah. I went to a, you know, a white high school. You know, what I mean, It was 97% white, so kids were popping pills at an early age, and you know, everybody drinks. So it's just like to me, it was none of those, none of those things made me feel good. None of those, none of those places, none of those things put me in a in a a better mental state. I felt than marijuana did. So I was just the one that you know, you can do it in front of me, do what you want. If you want to talk about it, you know, I got some stories for you, but I'm not going to judge you, you know. So I just knew that, you know, I stuck with weed. So, I mean, like I said, I ran through my high school, my college career, my whole NBA career, and I just feel that with all the bad things out there, the things I mentioned, you know, the alcohol, the cigarettes, mm-hmm. the, the pills, kids are on lean now. Like, to me, if they're going to try stuff and do stuff, the least harmful one in my vision, and, and now that I love that there's you know medical facts to back it up, obviously is marijuana mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of you know benefits from marijuana um on all stages from you know mental health um relaxation, I get bad migraines uh help sleep, help relieve pain and, and you know the, those I think there's been such resistance for us because, you know, back in the day it was just stereotyped as a gateway drug. And, and, uh, you know, if you smoke weed, you're going to be, you know, uh, you're going to be a bum. And, you know, now that there's medical fact backing up, you know, the the, the positive sides of it, um, it, it's a real open conversation that that needs to be had. Yeah. Um,
0: And then as far as, like, the sports aspect of it, I mean, even that same article, which is the Bleacher Report, um, you talked about, like, some of your best focus on the court, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, even though, right, it's like a, a, a $25,000 risk for, right. you know, right. for using it. And you made a great point with, like, there's these other substances that are worse in right. some cases, um, you know.
1: Uh, I, I just think the sports, like I said, I, I think it's a, it's a stereotyped drug. You know, I think it's something that the NBA felt was, a, uh, you know, we have a full league full of African-Americans and that's what they do. So let's step in and, and take that away. And let You know, that's we're not having that in our league. Um, but like I said, there's so many benefits to it now. So it's, I just kind of put it from the standpoint of if you're a president or an owner of a team, would you rather have your your star player out in the club drinking, popping pills, out all night, or would you rather have your star player sitting at the house smoking a joint and watching a movie yeah you know what i mean i really think it, it it's that clear because i i I've, I've done both you know i've early on i was out in the clubs running all night drinking sometimes driving when i shouldn't have dri- driven to have teammates get DUIs you know seen ter- you know the the, the the catastrophic you know car crashes and, and deaths from it you know what i mean so just, to me it's some majority of time people are going to try everything and probably end up doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just to me, it's, it's as simple as, you know, do you want someone out running all night drunk? Or do you want them at the house smoking drunk. <laughs> with the,
0: uh, with the legalization happening, you know, more and more across the country, especially California. Mm-hmm. Um, is that in the area of business you're looking to, you know, to, uh, I, to back things. you yeah. passionate about it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely want,
1: you know, the business side of it, but really the the advocacy side and really kind of being a face. Um, right. Because, like I said, I I love that there's scientific fact backing up how it made me feel in 1994. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we're in 2018 now, and there's just studies that hey, it does help with sleep. Hey, it does help with migraines. It does help relieve pain. You know, it 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 does do a lot of beneficial things. And I think another reason why it it, it's it's met with such resistance is because the pharmaceutical companies are you know a multi-billion, almost trillion-dollar industry. You know what I mean? So this alternative that's you know that can really change it and helps people's lives are are fighting against you know industry titans so it, it it's going to take a lot of blowback but i think the fact that it's being talked about more and you're seeing it more and i mean we have athletes on tv smoking weed talking about weed you know what i mean so yeah. i think we've we've come a long <laughs> way and it's like i said the, the research is continuing to back up you know what we're saying and and that's big for us
0: no, that's 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 beautiful um speaking of the healing effects uh you have a foundation that helps cancer patients um which I thought was interesting because it was helping cancer patients you know, just live mm-hmm. live their lives mm-hmm. versus like where, where most people go down like the research path right, right? if they're going to give it's like research 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 uh,
1: you chose a different route just. You know, my whole thing with with the cancer, I lost my mom to cancer. Um, she was diagnosed November 1st, 2007 and died November 26th, or excuse me, November 27th. So within 26 days, she died of cancer. And it was something that was, you know, you hear about it, you see it, but until it hits home, you don't realize the, the, the magnitude of it. Um, you know, so I started Cancer Foundation in 2008, the year after she died. And we were more on, because my mom had gone to the doctor maybe six times leading up in, in a year and a half to Kaiser, which I'm not a big fan of, um, but she was overweight, so they never really ran no tests. They, you know, mm-hmm. you need to eat better. You need to exercise. You know, it's kept giving her excuses instead of actually running some tests. So my, my, our, our first focus was really with um, health fairs, um, you know, free screenings, mm-hmm. uh, mammo vans. Um, you know just come and get checked out on me um but i i i've shifted my my focus more now to work with i'm working with the children's hospital at UCLA and then also i think we're going to change the the focus of my foundation which is now uh providing scholarships for kids who beat cancer um because you know you're in the fight of your life. You beat it, and most of the time it's going to wipe all your family's money out. You know, if mm-hmm. you don't have the right insurance or even sometimes the insurance doesn't cover enough, it's devastating. You know what I mean? That a family could, you know, use their whole life savings just to save their child. You know what I mean? And, and now what? Um, so we really feel that we want to bridge that gap. You know, you want you, you beat it. You won. Let's help you transition and, and be something great. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. Um, I think to spot that opportunity – is, you know, it takes a little bit of maneuvering, right? Absolutely. It's like looking where everybody else is and right. like, oh, wait, nobody's paying attention right. to that little nugget over there. Right. Where did that skill come from? Because it sounds like you've done it over right. and over again. Right.
1: Just to, just to, like, I just really feel like I've always had my um, a hand on the, the pulse of, of what culture is. You know what I mean? Luckily, being able to play this long, um, playing on some amazing teams, and now having nine-year-old kids are the, that are the next generation, you know what I mean? So I, I don't really feel like I'm going to be someone that gets outdated because my kids at nine years old are teaching me what's new. I'm seeing it, day to, you know, every day when I see them on their phones or what they're talking about or, you know, how they'd rather watch people play video games than actually play video games. Like, this, it's crazy, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So I just think always kind of uh, going back to my point, being aware of your surroundings. Um, like you said, everything goes to research and then people don't really... Millions and millions, possibly billions of dollars are gone towards research, and people don 't really see the outcome. Everything is kind of a secret and unless you have a, unless you 're in that top tax bracket you don 't really see the benefits you know what I mean, so I want people to see where their money was going, you know what I mean, and have an understanding that, like you said, whatever you 're passionate about as long as you 're helping, I think is positive yeah. um, again, just kind of like looking at this portfolio, what
0: would you say is your superpower right like everybody comes to the table and off has Something that they can do that nobody else can do. You know? I,
1: I think I'm very good at connecting dots and connecting people. Um, I can hear an idea and I know where to take it to get it finished. I can. I, and Another big strength is, you know, like I said, my 15 year career opened a lot of different doors. So my phone book is very powerful. You know, I can pretty much get anybody on the phone, you know, within 24 hours, no matter no matter who it is you know so i just think that's very beneficial um you know never really wanting to burn bridges um you know always taking meetings always shaking hands always doing the right thing but like i said back early in the interview there's such a misconception of who i am on the court so yeah. i really go out of my way to show people like i'm really a pretty cool dude you know what I mean? <laughs> so when people meet me they're less like damn you're not that you're not that asshole that was on the court you're like it's like, like no you're right from exactly. you immediately so, when you walk, walk you know in the I mean? so I, uh, you know so, so i really feel like my strength is connecting dots being thinking outside of the box and 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 being able to grab someone i know that can help with it you know they could be beneficial to a project
0: is it a burden or is it kind of fun
1: to change people's perception of you i enjoy it because like i said uh you know my instagram is is crazy you know what i mean They're, i think people hate me for the way other people love me um and i and I, i've always thought <laughs> that, great i always thought that you know if you don't take the time to get to know me your opinion doesn't matter because early on i struggled with it you know i'm just like I, early on I was you know I was I was the villain early in my career so I'm just like damn these people don't like me but they really don't know me like and it, it, for a little while I'm just like why you know what yeah. I mean? why they don't even know me it used to bother me like how can you cuss me out or do this or do that and you don't even know me but at the, at the uh, you know probably maybe like my sixth or seventh year I just kind of took it and embraced it like okay well if you're gonna hate me i'm gonna make you really fucking hate me you know what i mean like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be that person you know what i mean i'm gonna be a villain i'm gonna be the bad guy i'm gonna be the one that you know you hate to play against but love to play with i'm gonna be the one that, and you know when i go to the opposing arena you know outside the superstar on our team they're gonna boo me you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's not because i'm doing anything bad it's just because i'm playing so hard and you don't like that yeah um, so you know i just learned early on to, to kind of flip it and understand like you know what you see on the court is not the person I am. And then, like I said, when I conduct myself, in, you know, with business, when you know, when I because I study, you know, it's just like it, I would study film. I study, you know, where I'm, what, you know, what this company is about, or you know, if I'm pitching a movie, I have a deck. If I if I want something, I have a business plan for it. What, so what does studying look like for you? Like it you just know, depends. It, you... it depends on where it's at. You know what I mean? Everything's at the palm of your hand now. So you know, right. I have you know, I have a a, a tech tech mimi. You know, right? See all the new, the newest tech stuff coming out, and who's doing what, and you know, the stock, how their stock is rising, or risen, or falling. Um, if it's a movie, you know, catch up on old movies or um, read up on the characters. Um, like I said, it's just anything I put my hand in. I want to be passionate about it and know it fully, right. so I can so I can speak on it fully. Um, so, like I said, it's just. It's just really knowing what you're talking about because an athlete, there's definitely a double standard. Either people are going to love you because of what you did or they're going to hate you because, not hate you, but just, oh, you think because dismiss you, played, you. Yeah. you played basketball that you know what you're doing here.
0: Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I kind of love that game, too, where, you you know, you walk in, they don't expect to hear certain uh, things out right, of your mouth. Right. And you're like, oh, this is actually, right. you know, you know, A, you know what you like, you're the shiny object at first. And then
1: it's you actually know what you're talking about yeah like, yeah. No, like i said it's and it, it, for me it's crazy because i see people like i can see people's facial expressions change as i'm as they hear me talking they're like damn you're not a bad guy or damn you <laughs> do know what you're talking about you're
0: planting those little viral seeds right. too because you're like actually he's kind of cool right, like, right. you know and you then know, and, and, and,
1: and that's why i really you know I, social media is, is such a powerful platform for me because i really give people the chance to see the other side of me being a father me being a philanthropist, me you know running my business is me talking just real life same stuff that people are afraid to say yeah. um you know I've I've smoked on Instagram a few times and then I've explained why you know so it's just not too many athletes are going to do that and I think people love me for just how real and raw I am yeah no, that that's, that's great um
0: as we, oh, one, one thing I want to ask you as far as like when people encounter you, mm-hmm. right, uh, in, whether it's in a business setting or kids that you're working with or, you know, the people in this room, like what do you want them to be empowered with after an encounter with you? Just believing in
1: themselves, you know. I just think there's we live in a society. You guys, believe in yourself. Yeah, no, we just live in a society okay. now where. You know, people base their value off likes and comments when, you know, that they really think that Instagram is real life, you know what I mean? Like these Instagram famous people don't even get recognized outside sometimes, you know what I mean? So just to base your opinion off people who don't know you, excuse to, me, to, to, to base your self-worth off people who don't know you, I just think it's something that's very shallow and unimportant. Um, you know, believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to give you a chance. No one else is going to believe in you. So I just try to really empower people, help people, um, you know, very, I'm very open with the mistakes I've made and, and, the, and the good stuff I've done to see like, you know, at one point I was all the way down there or I really came from nothing. You know what I mean? So it's just to be able to, to show people that, you know, if I can make it, anybody can make it. Yeah, no, in, I, I, in all aspects in sports and business and fa- in fatherhood and and the goods and bads ups and downs like if if you believe in yourself you have, you can really do anything.
0: Well, that self-belief is is so important. When people ask me, you know, well, hey, what's the common theme that shows up on your show or whatever, it's it's uh the surprising answer is loneliness, mm-hmm. right? Because you are you and your journey is yours, especially mm-hmm. if you're an innovator or mm-hmm. an entrepreneur in any sort of way, you right. have a way of, you see an opportunity way over there that nobody mm-hmm. else sees. Go People are like, okay, good luck, right. Right. And, right? And then you go hunt and gather and bring mm-hmm. it back. And then they want to jump on board. Yeah,
1: that, and you hit it on the head, like once you gather it and you're moving is when they, you know, they didn't believe in you in the start and they didn't want to take that journey with you, you know, across the world to go get what you were after. But once you went and got it and brought it back, and they see some traction being made. Now, oh, well, you, I knew it was going to do this, and how can I help? Like, nah, you wasn't trying to help when you know when I needed a ride or needed a couple, you know, a couple hundred dollars or whatever the situation was. So yeah, just, just definitely, like I said, I, I'm someone that I made it. You know, I won in life. You know, I'm going to continue to win and continue to, to to strive for my next you know set of goals. But like I said, I want to bring people that I love and, and I, that I know really have my back with me, and I, I want them to learn with me. I want them to you know, be their own, you know, to not, 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 not that, not that they depend on me, but it just from seeing what I do, you can, you know, you could walk that same path. You know, I don't really hang out with no kick it. Like I don't have no kick it guys. I've never had no kick it guys. Like you got to bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have to, you you have to inspire me. You have to bring me ideas. You have to, you know, think highly of yourself, carry yourself highly because you know, there's too many people that want to hand out, you know what I mean? And and just because, you know, I've made it, it's not my responsibility to to make sure you're fed, but I'm gonna show you how to get fed. So That's great. Uh spoken <laughs> wisely by Mayor Mayor Matt Barnes. <laughs> um
0: as we wind down um, a couple of things, uh, the show is called innovation crush, but hopefully, hopefully somebody mm-hmm. told you where, where you're showing up today. <laughs> um, what have you seen out there that you personally have a crush on, you know, like what well, it, it can be in your domain. It might be a restaurant you've gone to an art experience you had, or it might be something in your profile. I don't know, but like what, what's my
1: crush is, uh, to continue to try to grow an empire, um, you know, to set to blaze the way to, to show my kids you know my kids are nine and they sit on me sit in on meetings now and at first they're like damn like they wanted to just play on their iPads but now I can at nine years old they're sitting and listening you know what I mean so just to show my kids other kids friends you know I bring friends that just have nothing to do with a, a business so I'm talking about I just let them sit in on a meeting to see how a meeting goes you know what I mean like I just said I really want to empower people and show people you know that they're we have a voice as minorities now and we are culture, we set culture, we move culture. So, you know, just to understand that and know that man, if you got an idea or, you know, you believe in yourself, like you can really make it happen.
0: That's, that's beautiful. Um, last but not least, complete this phrase for
1: me. Innovation to me is innovation to me is an individual's creativity, um, passion, the love they have for what they're trying to innovate, whether it be a project or themselves or others. Um, and to really to, to, to give back, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, I, I've been able to innovate in not only my life, my career as an athlete, and now my next career as a businessman. So to be able, like I've been talking about the whole time, is, you know, be able to help people get that, that vision and help them become what you're becoming.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. <clears throat> um I know in a in a few weeks you're going to be speaking at um uh the Urban Technology Conference. Um tell us a little bit about like what happens when you go up on the, and you take a stage uh, to to talk about your all your life philosophy meets business philosophy right. meets
1: sports. Um it, it it's met surprisingly well cuz I think like I said I don't think people expect it from me. You know what I mean? They saw this, you know I was, you know, this generations you know obviously he's a hall of famer but like the Dennis Rodman of basketball you know just the guy you love to hate so they don't expect when they sit down and listen to me to hear what they hear you know what I mean and, and understand where I'm coming from but Sorry, you sound way better that. than Dennis Rodman by the <laughs> way <laughs> no but just, you know, like I said it's cool I think the fact that it's coming from me and like I said what I'm saying can possibly help people uh, you know, because like I said, a lot of people know the the, the villain from the NBA. They don't know the business, the, the business Matt Barnes and the father Matt Barnes, and uh, you know the, the the charitable Matt Barnes. So. Like I said, I, th- I think, you know, once I really sit down and talk to people, they're just like, okay, this this dude is is kind of cool and he knows what he's talking about. So. Yeah,
0: uh, as evidenced today. <laughs> so, um, where can people see more of you? Find more of you? What's the uh, IG handle? Sounds like that's IG the handle. Yeah, IG half is, a million plus.
1: Yeah, IG is my main thing. I don't really I don't do Facebook or anything else. Uh, my Instagram is Matt underscore nine. And like I said, I really just give you a real glimpse. You may not love it all. You may not like it all or you may love it all, but it's me. You know what I mean? And I'll never let others change my path or or others' opinions on me now um, deter my focus and and my goals. uh, uh, I just thought of this question.
0: But... um, have you ever had self doubt? You seem pretty confident in mm-hmm. who you are, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure self doubt pops up for everybody. Right. Um, when has it popped up for you? Uh, it popped up probably
1: in 2006. Is I was going in my fourth year in the NBA, had played on three teams, and hadn't really got a chance to play. You know, so yeah, I'm just like, damn. You know, is this any day I can be cut? Is this? Am, am I good enough? Um, You know, I was a big-time football player. You know, do I need to try to jump and play football? And, um, you know, I just gave myself this one summer. I told myself because there was NFL teams that wanted me to try to say, I'm going to give it my basketball, my all this summer. And if it doesn't work out, I'm done. Mm. And I gave it my absolute all that summer. I got on with the Golden State Warriors, and, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. We, we made NBA history, actually, that year by being the first number one seed to knock out a, uh excuse me, the, the first number eight seed to knock out a number one seed in the seven-game series, so we made history there, and, you know, my career was off and running, you know what I mean, but it took me five seasons to get to that point, and, you know, and the average career is only three years, so I was very lucky to be able to hold on until I got a chance to show what I was capable of, so uh, doubt crept in in about 2005, or 2006, and by the end of two thousand six i was I was set, and I knew that you know the confidence I had to have um and almost the chip on my shoulder I had to carry to succeed right no that's uh, yeah and I find like that's so
0: spot on for like the entrepreneurial journey too, it's right, like right. you. Try to build a business for five years and you have a ton of promises and minuscule successes and you want bigger success, but it's not happening the way you, you know, you foresee it. Um, So I applaud you for telling that part of the, you know, the story. It's, uh, it's beautiful.
1: It's the same thing in business. You know, you got to understand like when I was a rookie in the NBA, I was, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole, you know I mean? I didn't play much. I had to do extra dumb stuff I didn't want to do. I was looked down upon and it's the same now in business. You know what I mean? It's a, there's a lot of there's no shortcutting. There, there's no shortcutting to become a billionaire. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of a lot of. You're going to fail a lot. Yeah. You're going to fail probably. Yeah. You know, eight out of ten times on stuff. You know what I mean? But that should never. You know, stop you or deter you from your goal. You know what I mean? Okay, shit, this one didn't work. The next one's going to work. Right. That one didn't work. The next one's going to work until you find something because every day people are coming out with stuff that changes the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it started in their garage. It started in their bedroom. It started with a couple of their homeboys it started you know it's it, you were taken to a dark place in your life and you thought about it then and you be you know what i mean so there's a lot of amazing stories so like you know, from from the jump, the one thing it, uh, it circle back to is really just believing in yourself. Yeah, and we and we forget to remind our, remind ourselves of our wins, right? right, like, the, right. like of how I, because the the world doesn't celebrate wins; they celebrate, especially in my business, they celebrate your losses. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. If you we ever live watch, in a culture you, of that right, reading a YouTube it's, comment, it's, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not cool anymore to show people love. Right. I mean, it's cool to hate on people, which is which is sickening. It's crazy. I mean, but to me, the people are hating on the people that are unhappy and kind of like, damn, I wish I would had that enough courage or enough heart. to to do what he's doing right. you know because most of us are really out here living our dreams you know what I mean and to be sit back and all day making mad comments or bitter comments on people's pages is saying a lot more about you than it says about them 100% um, well, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for having Anything me. Anything else you it. want people
0: to know? Like just, uh... Man, just be on the lookout, man. We I'm got, just we loving, got some... loving all these nuggets yeah. of wisdom. I was like, we well, I'm going to ask you another question. Like I said, I, I'm
1: doing a lot of different stuff. I'm, I'm, what I'm really passionate about is this TV and producing TV shows and movies, so I'm really excited about this Huey Newton project that we're doing. Um, we're going to start shooting it this summer. And uh we the Brian Barber is a director. He, he yep. uh you know, he did Ottawa and his parents were with the Black Panther movement, he's a local Bay Area guy. Uh we got P- Keith Power to play Huey Newton, we have uh Wood Harris, we have Hill Harper, um fingers crossed, we're talking to Beyonce about playing Angela Davis. Um Dr. Dre reached out to me and said he wants to score the movie, Um, you know, so I really think this is the kind of movie how, you know, the Black Panther that that Ryan Krugler did, which was, you know, more fantasized based, um, which also just it it really opened the door and started the conversation for the real for the for Huey Newton, the real Black Panther. So we really want to make this a movement, empowering minorities and, um, you know, continuing to give them hope. Awesome. Uh,
0: Again, thank you. Uh, Everyone else. This has been another installment of Innovation Crush, and we will talk to you next time.